let's talk about something that's really important, and that is Pats and Great Rivers Greenway, one of the best organizations uh, out there. We uh, check in with uh, Emma Clues, whose uh, official title is, um, well, she's communications concha with Great Rivers Greenway, and Sarah Fry from the Indianapolis Culture Trail. Emma, welcome back. Big 550 KTRS. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, hold on a second. Uh, Let's ho- wanna... hold on a second. Let's see, David. Uh, can we turn this music down a little bit? No, wrong, wrong pot. There we go. All right. Let's try that again. Emma, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I love a good walk-up song. That was great. <laughs> I, go- I love a good walk-up song that takes forty-five minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today, Emma? Yes. So we as Great Rivers Greenway, the public agency in the St. Louis region, building all the greenway paths around the city, the county, and St. Charles County, are learning a lot from our peers across the country doing different greenway and trail projects. And so one of the guests we wanted to bring on today is Sarah with the Indianapolis Cultural Trail. Um, So they are um, doing a very similar project. Well, they have done a similar project to our Brookline Greenway, which is really a city connector between a lot of the amazing destinations and institutions um, in the city of St. Louis. So I'll let her kind of tell us a little bit more uh, about it, and we can chat through some of the things they've learned. Sarah, welcome to Big 550 KTRS. Hi, thanks for having me. Start with the Indianapolis Cultural Trail. How long ago did you start, and where is it in the process now? Sure. So Indianapolis Cultural Trail, a legacy of Jean and Marilyn Glick, is completed. We completed the trail in 2013. Um, Fundraising and conceptualizing and dreaming started probably around 2005 by Brian Payne. And then in 2010, 2011, they started thinking about the project in a really big long-term area um, from a long-term purview, I guess, and, you know, got the funders together and said, you know, we don't want this to just become another city sidewalk and we don't just want to check the box that it's done. So they ended up forming the 501c3 nonprofit organization that I now work for that is now responsible for waking up every single day and thinking about how we maintain this beautiful asset, uh, that connects all of the cultural districts and now a lot of beautiful neighborhoods in our downtown. So what you did And what Indianapolis did, and not just you, but Indianapolis did, is they took and built eight miles worth of trails around and through Indianapolis that connected all of the cultural uh, venues, not all of them, but many of the cultural venues and neighborhoods within downtown and the surrounding areas of Indianapolis. Exactly. So um, there was a cultural um, district commission that was created to think about how they could bring economic vitality into these newly formed cultural districts that we have in our downtown. And so the concept that Brian Payne came up with was came up with was to connect them all with this beautiful world class uh, bike and pedestrian path. So he took his idea to a couple individuals. They bought in. And then uh, after a lot of conversations with the city, they decided to come along as a really strong partner in agreeing to share the land. So it's a public-private partnership. The city gave up a lot of lanes of traffic, sidewalks. So there were a lot of road diets in Indianapolis, which, you know, being a car-centric city, we host the Indy 500 along with a lot of other um, car-focused races probably is not visually perceived as the most um, acceptable thing for us to do, but it's been really fun over the past, 
you know, almost 10 years now since our organization was created to see individuals, families, and visitors alike adapt this new lifestyle of biking and walking in our city instead of driving around in their cars. What have you seen in terms of some of the neighborhoods that it's touched? I'm sure it touched good neighborhoods as well as struggling neighborhoods. What have you seen because of these trails? The development along the trail has been um, huge. So we did a study back in 2014, about a year after the trail was completed, and the economic economic impact was more than a billion dollars for our city. So huge as far as, like, new developments are concerned, new mixed-use apartments, new buildings. Um, we've, we've, you know, learned a lot from that experience in that, you know, a lot of these buildings were planned. As soon as they heard the trail was coming through, a lot of land was purchased to start doing more of this mixed-use development. And so we weren't – we didn't have enough sure footing in the ground to kind of work alongside them as to how they could integrate their buildings into more of a trail-centric uh, focus. So that's been a nice learning opportunity for us is to figure out how to get developers to think like, yes, of course you want to develop along this beautiful world-class trail in our city, but think about how your building interacts with the individuals who are using that trail on a daily basis. Are you seeing, um, you know, uh, uh, parks pop up and people using, I mean, how are, it's not just a bike path and, and and a bike trail how are you seeing how are you seeing the community use it and uh take advantage of it yeah so you know a indianapolis native born and raised here i spent a few years out on the west coast and when i came back to indianapolis the trail was completed and it it was finally the city that you know i can talk from personal experience it was finally the city that i wanted it to be um if you go for a walk or a run in the morning on the cultural trail around 8.30, 8.45. It's like a parade of families are coming down the trail. Um, you know, moms and dads on their bikes, either with a bike trailer on the back, because there are a couple of schools along the trail, so that's how those families get to school every morning. Either the kids ride their bikes or mom and dad pull them along, and then in the afternoon, the same thing. All of those families go and pick up their kids in the afternoon, and they all bike home. It's just it's a really lively place, and you'll see – Older generations, we're finding a lot of older generations are moving downtown because they want to age in place. They want that opportunity to not have to worry about a car, not have to worry about getting a ride somewhere. They can walk or bike where they want to go to the grocery store, to their doctor's appointments, to see their friends. So it's just, it's a really lively thing. We generally say that there's more than a thousand people who use the trail on a daily basis. How come I haven't seen this on HGTV's uh, show Good Bones that takes place in Indianapolis? Yeah, great question. So you have, if you've watched every episode, they filmed on the Glick Peace Walk portion of the Cultural Trail in 2018 or 2019. So they actually had glass fabricated for one of the homes that they designed, and it's the same glass fabricator that we used for the Glick Peace Walk um, luminaries. I was joking. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, boy, you can't get anything past Sarah. Uh, Emma, take, so you're, are we in Great Rivers Greenway looking at Indianapolis as a model, or what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, you heard Sarah. That was, <laughs> that was some, some great reports of how, how the Greenway has gone for them and, and what impact it has had. And then, you know, they're one of the many peers that we're learning from as part of the Highline Network. So that's a group of infrastructure reuse organizations across the country. And it has been great to be able to hear those specifics 
um, you know, Sarah was giving me some background on those very niche ideas of how those developers can interact with the street and with the trail that goes by, you know, those very specifics. We, we do that from time to time now um, throughout the region when folks are, are building something new. Um, but it's great to hear really specific examples and be able to have those on hand when it might come up for Brookline Greenway or other greenways in the region. Really very interesting. Sarah, last question for you. A lot has been made about uh, the minority neighborhoods connecting them to some of the other ones. How has the minority buy-in been in this? And uh, what have we seen going forward? It seems like everything is uh, fantastic because of this. Um, I think everything is good. And I won't say that for all of Indianapolis. That was kind of a broad blanket statement to just cover it all. But I will say that we're, we are expanding the Indianapolis Cultural Trail. Uh, we will likely start construction at the end of this year. And that's something that we are putting a lot of thoughtful um, community engagement around is going into those new neighborhoods and making sure that we're doing what the neighborhood wants and needs and it's on the trail and to make sure that they're part of the conversation from day one. So that's a big part of what we're doing as we look to expand the trail. What's the website that people can find out more? IndieCulturalTrail.org. Really very interesting. Emma, what do you tell people about St. Louis and our Brickline uh, Trail and how where we are with it and when, what's the plan going forward? It is a huge vision. We're very excited. We're thrilled to have so many partners on board. There are three segments that are in planning and design right now. And so it, we will you know, do it piece by piece, just like we do the other greenways. But we are rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's a Herculean effort, and everyone at Great Rivers Greenway is pulling all in the right direction. Emma, good stuff. Sarah, congratulations on all the success. Um, and uh, if we swing by Indianapolis, we'll definitely take a look at it. But thanks, and uh, keep us informed, Sarah. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, thanks for stop. Thanks for having me, and stop by anytime. Sarah Fry with the Indianapolis Cultural Trail and Emma Clues from Great Rivers Greenway. Emma, have a good day. Talk to you later. You too. Seven forty six, big five fifty KTRS. That was really interesting. Um, I had no, you know, Indianapolis is really they've merged their city and county and all that other stuff. Yeah. Indianapolis. Is, I was there a couple of years ago. Indianapolis they, is on the move. Yeah, we could learn a lot from them. 